Well, hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and dance around the boundaries of common decency. As ever, I'm joined by the usual hive of scum and villainy. We've got a Chris Neal, a Chris Rag, and a Matt Durant tonight, and we're going to pick right back up with the action where we left it last week. As ever, I am duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Raggy, Chris, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Right. Picking back up where we left off, the players having um, gone deeper into the port city of Nicodranus, Belsiar having noticed that there was there was a lot more elves than he remembered, and looking round, Belsiar noticed that he'd passed at least four elven figures in black leather armor with a black cloak with silver stitching of a tree with kind of like amazing beautiful silvery leaves and this kind of like uh, extensive root running down the back of the cloak and off they went to the busty barnacle reuniting themselves with the aracocran innkeeper civic loaca hiring three rooms and bedding down for the night tatty bedding down and the vampires in their own ways independently heading off into the night Right, that is where we're going to pick back up with the action. Tati, I, I presume, have you got anything in particular you want to do before sleeping? I literally just rolled to see what kind of a, a night's sleep <laughs> Tati has, whether he's able to get to sleep quickly or not, and I literally just rolled a nat 20, so I'm going to take that as Tati has a good night's sleep. <sighs> I'll stay awake long enough to make sure that the animals aren't going to literally kill each other. Uh, or that this griffin's not not trying anything on that Barbara doesn't want. You see the animals doing that kind of weird thing, you know, animals kind of like sniff each other and, and kind of like eye each other. And after a while, the warmth of the room, the heat from the hearth coming up the chimney, your eyes start to get itchy as you lean back on the feathered pillow and just your eyes getting heavy, you slowly drift off to the rhythmic sound of the the floorboard creaking next to your bed. You just drift off, occasionally hearing a yelp. Now then, the other two. Hanash, as you've turned into gaseous form, you drifted down the stairs. There was a weird bit where a couple were walking up the stairs and you had to split your gaseous form to go round them invisibly. You felt (laughs) slightly creeped out as um, you come back out onto the inn floor just hovering in midair. No one can see you. So I want to find some elves and kind of follow them, see where they're going. So if they go back to like a camp or something like that. So pulling yourself across the uh, floor of the tavern, you make it to the door, you wait patiently for someone to open the door, and then you just funnel yourself through the keyhole in a kind of weird, fluid, gaseous form. You burst back out into the night air, just floating up and down the busty barnacle is on a slope on a kind of winding stair that goes uh, up onto the cliff top of Nicodranus where the church of the blind beggar is at the top so where are you in particular going are you just creeping around looking for looking for trouble looking for elves or 
You got a plan in particular? Uh, just looking for any any elf um, that I can find. So I have like a quick scan on the on the road, and I'll probably head to like, busier areas, I guess, uh, whichever direction that is, to try and find some. You go up the stair for a while. You just see normal stuff. You see lovers in shadows having like an illicit kiss. You move on to another section and you just see a drunken man just swaying from side to side as he's just like leaning against the wall as you hear dry heave as the splatter of warm fluids hits the cobbles. You keep moving. At one point you hear a scream as you look down an alleyway and see somebody slam a dagger into someone's ribs and just cut away their purse strings and sprint off into the night. But no elves... As you make your way back down the stairs, you come back out onto the quayside and you see um, you see people heading home for the evening, slightly worse for wear. You also see some of the market traders. You see fishermen just heading off to the docks to board ships for the night fish. As you look around, make me a perception check. Sure. It's a natural one. Oh, no. Snake eyes natural one you see some blonde hair you spin around on a pivot as gas it's hard to tell which direction you're facing as gas this is a weird example as you look sideways you just see a blonde lady just walking hand in hand with her husband as you gaseously sigh just as the dockside breeze picks up a sudden wind gusting through picking you up and just wafting you back down the side of the quayside you're now fighting the breeze in your gaseous form as uh, you're almost rowing against the breeze as you're, you're you're getting frustrated but you've not seen a elf yet but you you keep your eyes peeled you keep your little gaseous eyes peeled belsia what are you doing because you've gone as a bat you've flown off across the rooftops <laughs> that's the worst bat noise of all time as your little black leathery wings flap and pant, you soar across the rooftops, the twinkling stars and the bright moon above you. You just see the curls and wisps of smoke coming out of the chimney stacks of the houses down below. Where and what are you doing? I realize staying at the inn that I don't have a coffin to call my own. But also, I so it means I need to find a 24 hour coffin maker and or funeral home <laughs> or at least one that's open late <laughs> you need to find a 24 hour funeral home okay sure I mean I need you to make me an investigation check I mean I, I can't even tell you what the difficulty level is going to be on this one but the chances <laughs> that a bat see. can spot a 24 hour funeral okay. home you'll know it when you feel it yeah <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> I mean, the thing about vampires, he said very confidently, knowing nothing about biology, is they've got a keen sense of blood. As you smell the rich, coppery warmth of blood, as you flap, you flap, as you just soar across the night sky, at one point, a low-flying pigeon coming across you as you pass its slipstream. You dive and duck and weave as you make your way towards two double doors that are open, warm light spilling out onto the cobbles as you smell blood. Can I transform back into Dragonborn form? Crocoborn form? Well, you're, and yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you're not a Dragonborn. Transform into a different species. 
and uh, stroll inside casually. Casually, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as you come down as a bat, you, you flap down onto the cobbles as you just sprout legs and just cash walk in. You see the warm glow spilling out. Looking around, you see a roaring fire at the far end and various kind of candles on sconces around the walls. As you look, you look down at your feet, there's just blood trickling between the cobbles. As you look up, you just see carcass after carcass. You realise you've stumbled upon an abattoir as many a beef carcass on a, on a tender hook. You just see a man in an apron with a wicked sharp knife just cutting away different fillets and putting them on, a, on, a, on an old table. As he spins around, he's like, Hello, how can I help you? Ah, good. Well, Metzer, uh, do you know of any 24-hour funeral homes? Um, make me a persuasion check. What's to persuade? Straightforward question. Six. Six. A very pale man covered in blood has just flapped into an abattoir and asked him, as he's like, he points a knife at you, he's like, fuck off, I'm not falling for this again. I've joined pyramid schemes before. Keep walking. I briefly consider giving him the ice knife, but he's not worth it. I walk out and I say, good riddance to you, sir. You won that one. Yeah, you keep walking. As he walks up to the doors, watches you off, and then you see the doors just slam shut and you hear a bar being put over them as you can still see blood trickling from underneath the double doors with a little bit of light that's seeping under the door crack. Bother. You just stand there in the street, watching people come this way and that way. I know what I'll do as a, a plan B. I'll find the city cemetery. Y- you were in the city cemetery earlier, um, outside um, little bit of that Sister Perineus's church. Were we? You were throwing a weird game where you were throwing stones at the wall with Hanash. You were standing in the city cemetery. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll just go back there transform back into a bat fly up the cliff top and you just land as a bat on top of a gravestone looking out at the small twinkling lights of the city of Nicodranus below you as you're on the cliff top in the city cemetery just chipped gravestone after chipped gravestone in front of you I'm just going to pause you there as Hanash is being flown around in a breeze you've had a failed attempt at finding a coffin I'm going to go back to Tati Tati you are sleeping soundly dreaming about escapades that you had with your gnome friends in the army. I need you to make me a perception check. Big money! That is actually quite a good roll. Uh, 23. 23. You drifted off to the creaking Quite of... a good roll. Quite. Quite. You drifted off to the, uh, the casual creaking of two pets blowing off some steam... And as you're deep in your sleep, you once again hear a noise which is unfamiliar to you. It's like a scratching and a scurrying, like something shuffling around. As your years of military training have taught you to wake up to danger. You sit bolt upright, looking around. The last of the candles are spluttering, the wicks running low. As you rub the tiredness out of your eyes, you gauge it's probably the small hours of the morning at this point. As you look around the room, you see the two dogs uh, curled up in the warmth, still just see their chests slowly rising and falling as they're in some sort of weird 69 position. As you look over at the rest of the room, 
Once again, you hear the, the weird scratching. Okay, uh, but I don't see anything in the rest of the room. I'm going to hop down off the bed quietly, trying not to make too much noise. If it's something that's in here, I imagine it won't make much difference, but it's something, if it's something that's outside of the room, I'm going to try and be as quiet and stealthy as I can. You got a 20, right? Was it a natural 20? What, for perception? Yeah, or a dirty 20. No, was, I, got, I, got a, I got a 23. Jesus. All right, on a 23, it's in the room. Okay. I guess I will... Hmm, let me think. Is Barbara reacting to it at all? Barbara is fucked out. Barbara is in post-coital wow. bliss. Wow. She's had a big night. Let's just yeah. let's, let's just say she does. she's had a big night. Yeah. She's like a bagpipe full of custard. Oh. You can hear her squelching as she breathes. Oh. Um, right. No. My understanding of animal husbandry is weak at best. Uh, yeah, it's coming from inside the room. Barbara is out for the count. She is knackered. As... You look around, you see at the corner of your eye, you spin, you look, your kit bag, your satchel that you keep all your, your, your stuff in, you see it just slightly move. Where is the kit bag in relation to the door? Door's on the other side of the room. Kit bag, you, you just put it on the post at the end of the bed. So you're standing next to Barbara at the head of the bed. You look at the foot of the bed, kit bag, you see the shape of the bag just slightly slightly move and you hear that weird rustling noise again I'll take out my dagger um, and try and <laughs> from where you, rush your pants as close that as you're sleeping in nothing but pants with a dagger <laughs> I know yeah, yeah, yeah I had to put this arsenal of weaponry somewhere so I assume at least one of the daggers is like under my pillow yeah 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 and head for the foot of the bed where the where the satchel is just holding it out and I'll just I'll just say not knowing where this thing or person is I'll just say don't you fucking touch my shit and get the fuck out of my room or we're going to have an issue. As you approach, dagger out cautiously, pace by pace, heading towards it. You see again, you hear this... Just this kind of scratching noise as you see the bag is just slightly moving, just pulsing. As you get closer to it, you're now standing over the bag, dagger out, pointed towards it. When it's moving, is it like the? Is it like being opened or is it like the bag itself is like... Going like that a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, I will very... I'll try and, with my dagger, very gently and gingerly, from, like, the other side of it, just try and flick open the latch on it to see, like, when it opens, to see if anything comes out. Okay. You flick open the top, and you hear the rummaging. You hear something rummaging around inside it. Something just pushing all the goods to one side as it goes dead quiet. The bag goes still as you lift the flap. You flip the flap with the knife, pointing the knife at it. Flip the flap with the knife. I'm a wordsmith. What can I say? So that's Fat Boy Slim single. Truly. Wicked chicken flip the flap. <laughs> can we have more, please? Can we have more? <laughs> no. no more, can't. please? Flick more, please? Flip. Uh. <laughs> Why don't you go on Google and uh, and Google flip the flap? More, please? No. Okay, so if it's if it's frozen when I've yep. opened up the bag, I'm going to look down into it and I'm going to hold the hold the knife inside. Again, I'm just going to say, "Get the fuck out of my bag. Tell me who you are or what you are, whatever the fuck, or we will have a problem." As you put your hand into the bag with the knife, taking your other hand slowly, 
opening it up. You look down into the bag and you just see all of your belongings, various potions, trinkets that you've acquired. Your coin purse is in there as you just use the knife to slowly push stuff apart. Bursting out from the middle of it onto your arm comes a spider made of root. Like about the size of a ball of your fist, you see this eight-legged arachnid, but not fur. You see it's made of twisted vine and root, part green, part black root. It sits on top of your hand, blazing red eyes staring at you as it looks this way, looks that way, bursts off your hand and starts scuttling towards the door. I've picked up one dagger already. This is probably going to depend on how paranoid Tati is and where he puts all his weapons before he goes to bed. Clenched between his cheeks. <laughs> Can I try and throw my dagger at it to try and hit it before it gets outside? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use steady aim to give myself advantage. First roll wasn't great. Second roll was also not great. Oh, a 13 to hit? 13 to hit just misses as you spin around just as your knife goes it lands just in front of the creature as it spins back staring up it lowers itself all eight legs going out flat like a starfish it stares at you with the red eyes looks around it looks back at your bag it looks at you and then it just slowly starts backing off as you see it slowly heading back towards the door as it gets one foot underneath the door jam you see it contorting its body trying to slide backwards out of your room whilst always watching you your dagger is still I'm gonna grab the bag and like sling it over my shoulder so that I've got it with me Mm -hmm. where in my room have I left my crossbow oh I will say uh, all at the end of your bed it was leaning against the, 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 the foot post of your bed I'm going to grab the satchel, throw it over my shoulder. I'm going to grab the crossbow and try and fire at it. I don't know if I can do that in one turn, if we're in initiative. But. Make me... Hmm. Both going to make pure dexterity checks, and we're going to see who goes faster. All right? Check or save and throw. Just make me a pure dexterity check. And this creature is going to make a pure dexterity check, and we're going to see who moves faster, because it's trying to squish itself under a door. I got a 19. You beat it. You got a 13. Boom! It's struggling to pull the the bulbous wooden kind of sack at the back. The rooty bulbous part of the back of the spider is slowly just dragging itself under the door as still half the creature is under the door jam currently as you pick up your crossbow. Wait, before I fire at it again, if you're fucking with me, I swear to God. This isn't Gaspard, is it? It's not. It's not that I've. It's not that. It's not Gaspard. It's when you said he was made of vines. I trust that it's no, not Gaspard. He, he, he looks nothing like a tarantula. Yeah, he only. It's not well, hairy. Yeah, yeah. It's not furry. It's not friendly. It also had every opportunity to talk to you and didn't seem to respond to to language. Well, yeah. You know I have to ask. No, th- th- this is some weird fucking twisted abomination from the Fae. It's like a spider, but it's individual roots kind of like twining out as legs. All of it kind of, it's, the back of it almost has a bark-like texture to it. Yeah, it sounds very cool, but I do want it to die now. <laughs> I'm going I'm to take another shot with advantage. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. 
We got the rolls back. Okay. That's a 28 to hit. Yes. It's good, but it's not that good. Yep, that would definitely hit. Okay. Let me grab some dice. 16 damage. 16 damage. Jesus Christ. Straight through the skull. Like the front part where the face is, where the eyes is, your crossbow bolt slam, crunching down into the floorboards. You see splinters fly up. You see the, the creature twitch repeatedly as a weird, disgusting, sappy gloop pours out of the crushed front of its cranium. It twitches for a while and all the roots go limp and the glowing red eyes go out. I'll probably just wander over to it, take the bolt out of its head and just be like, New Year, same old shit. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weeping this horrible green sap. It's like, it's, it's a kebab now, basically. But yeah. it, it's got this kind of, it's not corrosive, it's just pungent. It fucking stinks. Very, yeah, it, it, it's very forest, very fey. It's it's dead, very dead. You make sure, you, you tap it several times to make sure it's not going to come back to life as you look at it. Wandering back to your bag, you rummage through your bag, checking your belongings, and to your relief, all of the Emmentals are there. Mm. Is anything else missing? That was going to be my first question, but I just want to see if anything else was missing. Maybe an investigation check, go on. 24. Nothing's missing, except one of the Emmentals has the same disgusting green sappy shit on it. As you pick the Emmentals up, you notice the Earth Emmental has the same weird green fucking gloop on it. So looking at one of the Emmentals and thinking it's got the same sap on it, I'm now in my head being like, okay, so maybe it was after the Emmentals, but it was if it was just like a spider type thing, it probably wasn't going to be able to grab all four of them. Maybe it was just like a... Maybe it was just like trying to spy out where they were so someone else could come and get them. I probably start spiraling a little bit at this point, going into my full, like, Pepe de Silva notes on a corkboard thing that just has two notes on it. One says elves and one says spiders, and they've got... Uh, they're not even connected by, like, the drawstring. It's They're not even connected. There's drawstring everywhere, but they're not connected. <laughs> you hear a small woof as you look over... The Brussels Griffin has woken up and has just walked over to the door and is just tapping it slightly to get your attention. Hi. I'll lean down and just give the Griffin some scritches. I'll open the door and see what he does. Maybe he'll go and sniff at it or something, but like... No, just you open the door, he sniffs at the hole and the gloop on the floor, and then he just scuttles out and does the walk of shame. As you close the door, you walk back, Barbara is out for the count, she is tuckered, she is fucked out. She is fuckered out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fuckered out. As you go back, you, you once again, you've got an emmental in one hand, you've got the kebabbed face spider on your crossbow bolt in the other, and we're going to leave you just having a, having a moment with those two as we pan back to Hanash. Hanash, you are just a gaseous form twirling in the breeze as you fly up and down alleys, watching the very denizens of the night doing unspeakable things. Oh, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I love to float uh, am, am I still a leaf on the breeze? No, after a while the breeze lets you go As you gaseously sigh 
you've basically wafted up to a load of outhouses as you see a man pulling up his britches coming out of a lean-to, looking very relieved as he makes his way back through his back door. You travel back up an alley and that you see what you have been waiting for. You see one of the elves holding a lantern in front of him as he's got a hooded lantern as he's looking down an alleyway about 20 feet in front of you. So I want to like kind of trail him but I want yeah I, I want to like see where he goes but I want to keep my distance as to not draw suspicion. Okay. You, you are indeed invisible mist as you keep lockstep behind the mysterious elf as you see him almost patrolling the city with his hooded lantern which is just illuminating a small area in front of him after a while he snuffs out the lantern because everyone knows elves have fantastic dark vision and that was narrative nonsense from the dm as there would be no reason for an elf to have a lantern as uh they go bonus points to the dm as uh he snuffs the lantern realizing that he's a dumbass putting it back into his backpack he carries on through the night moving up and down alleys just looking after a while he moves out onto the main square and you just see him it's interesting the way elves operate he just leans up against a wall by a gutter in the shadows and you know he's there but if you hadn't watched him you would imagine he's almost invisible he's such a master of camouflage and disguise that unless you're directly paying attention to him you'd never notice he's there he's just watching people on the square coming and going I think to myself hmm interesting and hope that I don't accidentally say that out loud <laughs> just, yeah. just a man walking past you stops looks around to work out where the voice has come from shrugs to himself <laughs> he's like oh you've had too much to drink fuck this shit as he just carries on walking <laughs> yeah you you watch this guy you also pause he's there for about half an hour he's watching people on the square I yeah I'm just gonna just gonna hang out around him for like another half an hour hour or whatever and then if he doesn't do anything I'll, I'll head back no worries okay you hover there and you watch him for a bit right quickly whilst you're watching him watching other people this is getting very voyeuristic listeners we're going to what you can't see is Chris Neal just pondering Chris Neal staring into middle space listeners holding an emmental in one hand and holding a dead face spider in the other he's gone full like Cluso <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message Okay, you find a bunch of arrows, and... We'll simply do what he always does with unexpected arrows. I'll use Gust of Wind to blast them straight up in the air, then wait to see how many of them my companions can dodge. The current record is most. Mog steps back and looks around and goes, Anyone want to play darts? Mad Maven needs one of those arrows really bad. I've got some lamb stew stuck in my teeth. Those dwarves, man. I mean, they're good cooks and everything, but boy, it was a little grisly. Oh, thank you. He's going to grab an arrow in each hand, go into rage, and look for somebody to stab. Uh, Bram is going to pick up a bunch of arrows to add to their stash, and then they're going to turn, catch Flambe's eye, and go, Oh, no, you don't! Don't you even think about doing that! I'm going to break an arrow into a pen length and start writing this shit down. Nobody's going to believe it. You want to do 
What? The podcast where Dungeons and Dragons sometimes happens. Find us on Spotify. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Belsia, up on the cliffside, in and amongst the graves. What do you do? I've gone about this all wrong. Can I go back out of the graveyard to the street and try and flag down some two burly men? (laughs) The burliest couple of men I can find. It's about to get raunchy. (laughs) Maybe a perception check. Come on. Okay, 22. 22. Yeah, you look around, you know, using using your levels of discernment and perception, you see lots of people coming and going in the night. I mean, Nicodranas is a city that rarely ever sleeps. Uh, after a while, you see two portly men who are pushing a giant wheelbarrow full of fish. There's just these slippery, silvery fish, and every so often some of the fish, which are on a bed of ice, just flop out onto the floor, and one of them's like, all right, come on! As he picks the fish up and puts it on, as you see, both of them are just in slightly ill-fitting stripy tops that just about cover the paunch of their belly, as they're just going past... They're they're going down the stairs, that's the problem. It's a rickety staircase going back down into the port side, and every time they go down onto the next steps, and fish fall off, and the other one has to put them back on. It's It's a comedy duo as old as time itself. Sir Lauren Hardy. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get their attention. You cough subtly as they both stop. One of them picking up a fish, stopping in mid. And he just He's on one knee, he looks over, he's like, yeah, what do you want? My friends, are you tired of slaving, carrying around fish while your boss makes many times the price of one fish than you yourself make for, for carrying the fish? Ah, oh, fuck me, Jeff. He's a fucking communist, isn't he? Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I've seen the pamphlets. No, let let me finish. How would you like a life where you never have to worry about money or anything apart from being a vampire? And don't... Uh, oh, did you just... Hang on a minute, did you... Shut up, Jeff. What, Pete? As the other one's like, did you just say vampire? Yes, I did. And I get ready to turn into a gaseous form in case this goes south. <laughs> I mean, both both of them are just slightly backing up. One of them's still holding a fish. You see this silvery fish just shaking in his hand as he's holding it up like a kosh. Pete's, like, trying to make a really shitty cross out of his fingers. Uh, they're just slippery with brine. <laughs> as he's unable to make the sign of the cross <laughs> due to slippery brine fingers. They're like... Yeah, we're all right, thanks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be leaving, if that's all right. Would you like some money instead? I, I just need some burly men to act as my, let's just say, personal assistants for a time. All right. Make me a persuasion check. Ooh, another 19. 22, again. They're about to run. As you mentioned money, they stop. Jeff puts the fish back in the thing and say, they're like, yeah, can we have a moment? You hear them like whispering to each other and looking back at you occasionally. As Pete breaks away from his brother, he's like, how much money exactly? I have no idea what the going rate is. A silver piece a day each? 
they look at each other. Two silver pieces a day, each. I think we can come to that agreement. P- Pete, Jeff? He reaches out a briny, slippery hand. I reluctantly shake it. Oh, cold. All right, what do you want us to do? <laughs> well, we're going to... We're going to dig up a grave, take out a coffin, and then I'm going to live in the coffin, and you're going to carry me around <laughs> for the rest of your life. You see their shoulders sag as as he's like, Pete, I fucking told you. Like, All right, look, if you want to get into this sort of weird necrotic shit, I'm going to ask for four silver pieces each. And yes, all right, I've done worse. I, I, I understand I'm asking a lot. I think four silver pieces is, is fair. Deal. As he spits in his hand and shakes yours, he looks back as the, um, the, the, the wheelbarrow of fish is just gone. It's just careening down the steps into <laughs> Nicodranus. It spills over at some point as silvery wet fish just slip about on the cobblestones as they shake. He's like, we'll buy more fish, Pete. Don't worry about it. As they follow you into the graveyard. Now, time is of the essence here. So, all three of you, I'm going to ask you to to pick a grave. Are there any are there any crocoborn or dragonborn sounding names? Because I, I guess I'll need a, an appropriately sized and shaped coffin. Make me an investigation check. Oh, twenty one. 21. Looking around, in much like all good graveyards, sooner or later you find someone who decided to be buried under an obelisk. As you're drawn particularly to the obelisk, you go there and you see the name is almost unpronounceable. To most people, it looks like a jumble of a scrabble bag, but to you, it speaks of a lineage of Crocoborn. It's got so many syllables, it's almost ah, too big f- to fit on a gravestone and has been put on an obelisk. As you look down and you see there is like a, a sort of stone casket underneath. I think my aunt's cousin's sister's brother married a, a flubber Dominic. Uh, could, could, could you dig this one up? Good, good sis. <laughs> flubber Dominic. <laughs> you writing it for when the family come after me? <laughs> yes. Flubber Dominic. Ah, oh, shit. Is it Ted Heath? Yeah, as you look down, uh, the two men, one of them just takes out a knife, just slams it into the mo- uh, the, the stone casket, lunge down, as you hear it heave and crack, they push it open and you just see a wooden coffin underneath. They're well paid up, four silver pieces. They are literally your lackeys for the next 24 hours. One of them slams a knife in, prizing up, you see the nail coffins go ping, 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 ping. As they push it open, you just see the wizened dead body of a crocoborn gentleman. He's wearing a rotten suit, the, the kind of like maggots and moss have got to it, as he's got like a silver pocket watch. As you just see his long snouted teeth of the crocoborn, he's uh yeah, his body's just in there, slowly rotting. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna empty it into the cask the stone casket. Because Yep. Seems a bit wasteful, really. Have a have a, a casket and a coffin. I'll empty it out. I'll do a quick. What have I got? Can't really do a, a fireball. I'll leave it as it is for now. I'll clean it out later. Okay. I'll wipe away any stains, obvious stains, that kind of thing, and then yeah, just climb inside and say to the to the dusty barnacle. 
Yep. So, so Pete and Jeff go to pick up the body of the crocoborn. They're arguing. They do a bit of a to me to you, to me to you. They slip at one point. The body hits the floor, shatters. They just pick up bits of bones and just start jamming it back into the stone casket. Push that back on with the higgledy piggledy bones with the crocoborn in it. You're just left with the sort of shabby wooden inner as you climb back in, put your arms over yourself as you, you hear your two little lackeys hammer the lid back on. Nice. As they carry you back off, back down the street towards the um, busty barnacle. You hear them arguing outside. You're inside the coffin. It's got like a slightly rotten silk inner lining as you can smell the, the, the previous owner. As you just hear Pete and Jeff as they're like, not bad deal this, not bad deal at all. Well done, Jeff. Well done, Pete. As they, <laughs> they carry you back. Now, we're very, 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 very quickly going to pan back to Hanash. After a while, your patience pays off as you see the man come back out of the shadows, almost appearing out of nowhere. Honestly, if you hadn't been watching him like a hawk, you'd have never even known there was a man standing by the gutter in the shadows as he detaches himself from the shadows and very furtively walks up a side alley. You keep lockstep behind him, maybe some 20 paces. As you see, he approaches a carriage with two black horses as he leans into the window says something to somebody you can't see as he stands back the carriage wheels away at speed and you see it travel off up the road just leaving the individual can I see like which direction it's like travelling do I get like an idea of if it's going like out of town or like it's going east out of Nicodranus so that's not the direction we want to go we're going north North, northeast, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're going north, yeah, yeah, you're going northeast, and it's going straight. Okay, east. I'm not going to be able to keep up with that, am I? So I'm just gonna. No, it's gone. They they were two very expensive looking horses pulling the carriage, and it is blazingly gone. Uh, is that you done for the evening? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll float back uh, back back home, and I'll uh, okay. I'll yeah get back into my clothes and get floating back in through the front door. You go back through the keyhole. You see the fires down to the embers. Civic cloacas just polishing glasses. Everyone else has gone home as you go up. The stairs, you arrive just as Belsiar is being put down on the floor in your room. As they can't see it, but the two gentlemen, just these two fat fishermen in stripy tops that barely cover their paunch, head off and they say, we'll be back in the morning. They just leave you down as... Uh, right, right you are. You hear that coming from the coffin, Hanash. <laughs> Just above you, through the floorboards, not that you know, is a fucked-out wolf sleeping calmly and a gnome holding an emmental and a dead face spider in one hand, just sitting on the end of his bed, just looking from one to the other and back. And Hanash, obviously, yeah, you've, you've come back, transforming back out of your gaseous form. You just stand in the room, staring at the coffin as the voice of Belsiar rumbles out of it, wishing you a good night. And that is where we are going to pause. Can I do one thing before we... Yes! Of course you can. I'm wondering if I have any nails in my back. Or can I have a look to see if there's any like, nails <laughs> no. handy, like, just like, <laughs> around? I mean, the, the, oh. there's nails holding the bed together. You see the bed is obviously <laughs> hammered together out of, of nails. So you can you can oh. try and extract some... Hanash? Hanash? Hanash, stop. 
Sivet never asked for that security deposit or cleaning deposit, did he? I can't hear you, Belsia. And then I, <laughs> I don't have any, and I don't, I don't want to do that. But I do have some crossbow bolts, so I'm just going to hammer some crossbow bolts bo- bo- in. <laughs> night, night. Inside the box, Belsia, you can just hear footsteps around and giggles from Hanash. Hanash, <laughs> stop, stop this right now. As you're just inside this very claustrophobic box. This isn't funny. You just hear a... <laughs> doof, 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 doof. As a, as Hanash, a, a small reasonable. glittering piece of metal slowly <laughs> appears through the lid of the coffin, heading ever closer to your eyes. Unfortunately, your arms are crossed over your chest, pinned in, <laughs> as you just watch the piece of metal. As outside the box, Hanash, you're just giggling to yourself as you as you hear... As you hear I mean, I'm going to close the box. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stab him in the eye through the box. <laughs> All right, and that's where we're going to pause this week's episode. <laughs> right, what a place to end. A lot of food for thought there. A lot of storyline snags to grab onto for for the next episode, and hopefully enough to keep all of you lovely listeners uh, engaged for another week. Right. Well, that is about all we can hope to achieve for this week. Just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, we say this every single week, but please, 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 seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and you never miss another episode again. We have a new episode out every single Tuesday. So hit that subscribe button. But yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not consider giving us a review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? All of your reviews and recommendations go a really long way towards spreading the word of our misadventures far and wide. And we appreciate them. But don't just take it from me. If you want to chat to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, your best bet is to reach us on the bullshit platform currently known as X, where you can find us at Adventurers ANO number one. But if you want to talk to Mr. Neil, that's me. Reach out to us on Instagram. He looks after that. You can come and chat to Mr. Neil on the Instagrams, which he looks after for us. But you can also find us on all the other usual social media platforms. Right. That just leaves us time to say goodbye from the author of Tall Tales and Tiny Todgers himself, Mr. Chris Neil. Au revoir. Uh, I, I don't know any more French. That's it. That's all I've got. Wow. Bye. That's a man who got a U in GCSE French. I challenged myself in the moment, <laughs> and then and then it didn't it didn't pan out. I, it didn't pan out. Okay, that's all right. I know I scared you a little bit with the spider, and now I've got the grey matter going, and now now you're slightly worried. So you've not only got the spider, you have got the elves. So you know I can see how you're off your game. It's fine, as you can see from my conspiracy board. All right, I expect more conversational French next week. I can't actually see what you've written on your board. No, it's not very clear. That's on me. Emmentals, they spiders? Yeah, are they spiders? Are they things going back? Emmentals, elves, and spiders. Elves. And they're all connected. <laughs> Emmentals, elves, and spiders is 100% the name of the episode now. Well done. It's like two-way arrows. Uh, I didn't have actual drawstring. Oh, and because it's a whiteboard, I, I, I mean, I've got safety pins, but I, I don't have drawstrings, so I couldn't <laughs> actually connect them like that. So I had to okay. just draw lines. Right, it is a massive goodbye from our Finnish fantasy fanatic himself, Mr. Matt Durant. Any more enthusiastic Finnish farewells from you? Happy 4th of January, National Tart Day. National Tart Day? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the Finnish holiday of fucking mooses, isn't it? <laughs> and finally, it is a massive goodbye from the gaseous green giant himself, Mr. Chris Rack. Arrivederci. <laughs> That's good French. That's conversational. None of this fucking au revoir bullshit. See? He's been places. We both just said goodbye in different languages. That's that's all we did. Yes, but his sounded like with passion and charisma. Yours sounded like somebody who was about to get a U at GCSE French. Mine's not just goodbye. It's goodbye until we meet again. Ah. I think that's what au revoir means, actually. Yeah, probably. I think it does, yeah. It's until we meet again. Until we meet again. Okay, looks right. With any luck, listeners, we will see you back here next week for more adventuring. But in the meantime, remember, stay. Don't be sober. Who said sober? That that was me. I said don't be sober, which is the same thing. Oh, don't be sober. No, that's okay. I can live by those words. (laughs) Okay, looks. That's all we're going to achieve. Thank you very much. We will see you back here next week. It's over. Goodbye. Piss off. Ciao. Goodbye. Boom, boom, boom.